What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Be Great with Nate. In today's podcast, my goal is to help you understand on why you have depression episodes, right? When one moment you feel depressed, one moment you don't. And sometimes you can fall into one of these long depressing episodes and not be able to get out of it, okay? And the reason why I'm making this is because I personally have been working with somebody who asked me to speak about this on a podcast for the simple fact of them going in and out of these little episodes. So one day or one week or even one month, they get they fall deep into this um, pattern of not doing anything, feeling bad, feeling sad, feeling down and out. Um, and they don't know how to pull themselves out. They see a therapist, they take pills, um, antidepressants. As far as they read, uh, they told me in an email, they do all the things to try to make them feel better, but they just cannot get out of these little episodes or stop them. So these episodes kind of personal just for the simple fact of I deal with these myself. And to be honest with you, I just came out of one. So I'm very transparent with you guys. Every time I come on behind this camera and on this microphone, I try to be as honest as I can with you just for the simple fact of not only to show you that I'm a human being, but just to let you know that this is what works for me or this is what I figured out. It's like us going down the same road and me coming back off that road while you're about to get on that road and I'm telling you, listen, I just been down this road. You have to listen to me what I've what I've learned and I experienced and I've seen. So here's here's some notes. I took some notes for this and I I'm pretty sure this is going to help you. And I'm pretty sure if you're out there and you haven't gone through a series of depression, but one moment you feel down, one moment you feel lazy, one moment you feel inconsistent, you're not getting things done, you're going, you're all over the place. One moment you want to chase your dream, next moment you have like these thoughts of not doing it, um, you're becoming, uh, you're procrastinating, all of the above, this is going to help you with. So I took some notes here and I titled it, How to Never Get Depressed Again, okay? Like I said, you're gonna you're gonna have some things come in your life that's gonna bring you off um, how you feel, you know, take you take you away from feeling optimistic and happy and positive, just for the simple fact of life coming in and challenging you, and it's totally normal. But the goal is is to never allow yourself to be in a slump like this again, never to feel down again, never to feel helpless. Okay, so. I want to share this with you, um, and like I said, I always share my personal stories with you to let you to give you a different perspective, and and hopefully we can make some connections on that, and then I circle it around with the answers and the things that you can do to help yourself that help me. Okay, this is all from experience. Um, I never, I rarely come on here and try to pull things off of the internet and try to help you. No, 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 because I won't have confidence speaking the way I speak. For the simple fact of, I don't know what I'm talking about if I'm reading off the internet. So, in the recent four or five months, um, <clears throat> I, well, let's 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 go deeper than that. Last year, when COVID hit, a lot of us have fell into a slump. I fell into a slump uh, for the simple fact of everything was on rhythm for me. Um, I was around 200 pounds. I was pretty lean. I was living in New York. And COVID hit, and when COVID hit, I got my stuff, packed my stuff up, and came to my apartment in Los Angeles. I had we had an apartment in Los Angeles because my girlfriend's filming a TV show here, and we have an apartment for her to stay in while um, she's filming the show. So 
I'm like, you know what? I'm going to come to Los Angeles. As I came to Los Angeles, everything changed. I woke up my first day in Los Angeles not knowing what to do. For one, everything was shut down. Gyms were shut down. Everything was shut down because of coronavirus, right? But I also was out of my rhythm when it came down to work. And uh, my ritual of waking up and getting work done, uh, training clients, studying. I had this whole ritual that I was going off for three years that was going pretty well for me. When I was in Los Angeles, I no longer had this rhythm anymore. So I had to make up some rhythms. Now, this went on for months. And after going on for months and months and months and months, I started to notice that I felt worse and worse and worse to the point where one day I wake up and I'm in the living room and I get really dizzy, really dizzy, and I couldn't stand up. And that kind of freaked me out. Now, along with that, I was going through real, real bouts of stress. So I'm thinking something's, I have to go see a doctor. So I decided to go get my blood work done in Los Angeles and thinking that I I was going to get some bad news back. Well, three days later, everything turned out fine, but one thing, and that one thing was basically the levels of insulin in my body were too high. So I immediately was thinking to myself, like, wow, what, what caused this? What's going on? And I knew since I got to Los Angeles, I was eating differently than what I ate in New York. And I was still eating organic. I was still eating pure food. I was still following workout regimens. Um, even though the gyms were closed, I was doing home workouts. But I was just eating a little more fruit and potatoes, a little more than I was in New York. So eventually what I end up doing is um, I had to pull myself out of that slump and I came up with a game plan. And the game plan was me noticing that I didn't have a gym. I didn't have anywhere to work out of. So what we decided to do is get a house and get a house that had a garage that was detached. I get this house with this garage that was detached and I built a beautiful gym in the garage. Probably invested $20,000, $25,000 in the gym. After investing into the gym, um, I do some marketing for myself and I started getting clients. And I started working with some pretty famous clients, which was pretty cool, right? You watch people or listen to people um, you know, in your headphones or, you you know, uh, you watch them on TV and then they're in your face working with you, asking you questions on how to get in shape. And I started to feel better. I started to feel like how I used to feel. I used to, I, I started to feel like, oh my God, I'm putting myself in a situation where I'm waking up in the morning. I got clients. I'm writing programs again. I'm building programs. I'm, um, I'm, I'm in person with these clients and everything started to get a lot better. And then what I noticed is, um, after a month of that, I decided to take my weight, right? I've been here for almost 10 months and noticed that my weight went up 40, around 45 pounds. And I'm like, what the fuck caused me to gain 45 pounds? I thought I was going to be leaner. I thought I was going to be in one shape. For the simple fact, I'm more active here in Los Angeles. I'm um, I'm not eating out as much because of the restaurants. And I started to notice I couldn't fit none of my clothes. So that caused me to be very disappointed in myself. I was really upset. I was really sad. So what I did is um, I allowed myself to just sit with those feelings for a little while. And I got back to work. Right? I woke up the next day, went back to work. Now, at the same time where I'm training people in person, I'm also training people online here on Zoom. 
I do a lot of online coaching with people. So I let this go by for some time, both of these things, uh, me working online, working in person, and my weight going up. And then I start getting more opportunities to make money. I start getting more opportunities to help people. And when I started to notice after a couple months of doing that, I had no time for myself. I had no time to work myself out in my gym. I had no energy. I had no energy to take care of myself. I had no energy to to make more podcasts or do the things that I dreamed of doing with my podcast. I had no energy to do anything towards an idea that I had for Dream Fit. I got merchandise about to come out. I had no energy to get on that. And what I started to notice is my business was being taken place in my house, in my office here, and then it was taking place in my backyard, in my gym. And I never had a disconnect. And I, I, I couldn't find the motivation. I couldn't find the motivation. I couldn't find what was wrong with me. So I really sat down and thought about going to a therapist. I was like, maybe I got to go through a therapist. Maybe I'm going through some things. And then I realized, no, I know exactly what's going on. Not only am I'm out of rhythm, but I started to allow people in my life who started to suck my energy. They started to see the simple fact that I can help them and they wanted more help and more help. And they started to take it. Not, not, I don't believe that these people purposely want to take advantage, but their neediness started to suck my energy so much that, and I'm a giver, that I was giving so much that I could not find time for myself. So when it came down to cook for myself, I didn't care about what I ate. I didn't pay attention to how I felt. When it came down to work myself out, I didn't care how I felt. Um, My body was so stressed and so tired, I would lift weights. And my left elbow would cause the most pain in the world where I couldn't really lift weights. And then it started to go down. It started to radiate down my left forearm. So I couldn't even grab and pick up weights anymore for the simple fact that my body just burning out on me so much. So a couple weeks ago, I sat down in my office with a piece of paper, and as I'm trying to figure out what was going on with me, I had a client at 1 o'clock. My client comes in, was doing super fine, and then comes back from a little getaway all over the place, just like how he was when I first started working with him. And immediately, I said, what the hell caused his feelings to be like this? And as soon as I was up, as I was so I was so upset. I mean, not upset, obsessed with why he felt the way he felt because he just did fine. He was doing awesome with me. Um, it hit me. I saw myself in him. And what I mean by that is that I saw someone that was doing great in life and left their ritual for just a week, just one week. And then came back all over the place because they became, they got out of rhythm with themselves. So immediately I was like, holy crap, this is me. Everything I'm about to tell him, I got to tell myself. And I basically explained to him that he got off rhythm. He was eating good. He was sleeping good. He was training. He was doing his work early 
He was doing his work early. He was he was doing assignments for school early than what he should have been because he was just so motivated. Then he leaves for a week, comes back, and has no motivation because he had alcohol in his system when he left. He wasn't sleeping right. He, he was all over the place. And he was expected to come back on a high level of frequency and consciousness that he was on before he when he before he left. You just can't do that. So I started letting people very close to me that probably shouldn't have gotten as close that I should, you know, I shouldn't have let them close. Not saying they were bad people, but they were just people who was taking energy and time from me. And now I, I became who I am today because I have time to create. I had time to think. I had time to read. I had time to educate myself. I had time to feel what I felt. I had time that I gave myself each and every day to be able to allow myself to figure out what was going on with myself. And then when I saw it in somebody else, I was able to help them because I had all this time that I made for myself to make sure I was able to do it for myself. And I knew what worked and what didn't work. I was no longer able to do these things for the simple fact of like the time that I thought I had to myself, people were getting in the way of these things. Right. And um, I had to, I had to, I had to start to let these things go. A lot of these things that I had to let go were ideas. A lot of these things that I had to let go were people. A lot of these things I had to let go were business opportunities. They were not worth the amount of money uh, for my time. It was not worth it. I had to sit down and say, what was, what's more worth it? This money or my time and my, me being creative and me having the ability to have the energy to do the things I love. So I had no time educating myself because I was either too busy or too tired. There's things that I have that I want to check off my checklist. And when I came into my office at 11 o'clock in the morning, I was so burnt out. It's only 11 in the morning. I was so burnt out. So burnt out. I've gained weight. I fell behind on my 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 personal goals. I had things that I personally wanted to do. Now, on the flip side, there was other things that was going pretty cool that was going on that was well, but it wasn't benefiting me as much as it was benefiting the people who are around me, you know? So I immediately had to shut that down. I'm gonna get to the. I'm I'm getting to the point, and I'm bringing to. I'm bringing you deep into how I felt. Maybe you can relate a little bit. One thing that I had to do is I had to let go of the old version of myself, and that's what you need to do too. You need to let go of the old version of yourself. Sometimes we have these ideas that we just get so stuck on, but we know that it's not gonna work, and we don't really want it to work because we know that we're giving up more than what we're, we're receiving, right? So when you get into these nasty little slumps or these nasty little depression episodes, it may be because you're trying to be the old version of yourself and you're not allowing the new version of yourself to arrive and to thrive. That's why I made a podcast episode is kill the old version of yourself because you need to let go of that person. That You're not that person no more. You're not that person that hangs out with those people anymore. You're not that person that um, does the activities or hangs out in the same environments as the last person was, right? So you need to let go of that last person that you were, that last version of yourself. The reason why this is important is because if you do not allow yourself to transform, you could be you you create great resistance in your life. And what I mean, you you create great resistance for the simple fact of the universe, your soul, your body, your mind, your environment, 
the world is trying to make you become the person you're supposed to become and trying to push you towards that being that person and you're holding yourself against it and you're not allowing nature to actually pull its course. You're more worried about getting guaranteed old patterns of being an old version of yourself because you're comfortable with that or you miss that life or you want to be with your ex or you want to spend time with your ex's family and do things like that and you don't know how to accept the fact that those things are over with. Your old job is no longer your job anymore. Your old school is no longer your life anymore. Your old environment is no longer your environment no more. It's time to transform. You destroy the process and the flow of life. One of the best things I can tell you is anytime I'm in these slumps, I do have the one feeling that's left over. And it's the feeling of feel like I'm forcing something. I don't like forcing things. That's when I noticed that I was out of rhythm. That's when I noticed I was off my course. It's when I felt like I was forcing things. I was forcing it. And as soon as I felt like I was forcing it, I was like, oh man, this ain't good. When you get through these nasty episodes of depression, of being inconsistent, of not feeling like doing anything, or not feeling like yourself, it's the simple fact of you getting off your rhythm. You got off your rhythm. You broke your ritual. Either you got off the rhythm, you broke your ritual, or somebody did it for you. And you're going crazy because you're trying to get back on that ritual, but sometimes it's time for us to move off that ritual, and sometimes... It's time for us to sit down and make sure we take care of our core values every day to keep to and create that ritual in and out, right? And here's what I mean. There's things that I must do to be able to keep me aligned. And those are and it's my main ritual. Right? My main ritual is I must go to sleep on time. And that's no no later than 10:30 at night. I must go to sleep every night before 10.30. That's number one. Number two, I must have good, clean water. Number three, I must eat real good food, but it has to be high fat, high protein. I can't eat carbs for shit. I get fat. I got fat eating some bananas over this last year. It's crazy. Now, I put on a lot of muscle with it, but I got fat too. And I got fat and tired. And my pee started to smell sweet. Um, I slept bad. Um, my thoughts became negative. I got tired during the day. So I know that for my food has to be organic and I have to take out the carbs. I need an hour a day to myself while I'm moving my body. And I could be for an hour walk around my neighborhood. That can be an hour workout in my gym, but I need to be unbothered. I don't want I'm not going to text nobody back. I'm not going to call nobody. I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to listen to uh, my music. I'm going to listen to um, myself um, thinking, right? I'm going to write some ideas down. I'm going to listen to an audio book. I'm going to do something to take care of myself and educate myself during the time of moving my body. That's a must. That's a must. I need time to be able to spend with my family, right? With my girl, my pups, my puppies. I need time for that. I need time to see what's going on, to catch up with uh, what's going on in my house, seeing everything's okay, making sure that I can continue to be the man of my house, right? So I need time to be able to uh, educate myself throughout the day outside of my hour walk. So about 
I need about four hours to myself, four to six hours to myself a day. So if I sleep for eight, and then and I want about four to six hours to myself, that means I'm only allowing myself to give eight to 10 hours of work a day. That's it. That's it. As soon as I start, as soon as someone was working with me and I look on my schedule and I see that I'm already eight hours booked up for the next day or the day after or whatever day they want to work with me, I don't want to allow another person to get in that day. I just won't. For the simple fact that I need my time. I need about eight hours, six to eight hours to myself a day. And during those six to eight hours, those are the times I move my body, I educate myself, I'm creating content. I'm, I have enough time to be one step closer to the person that I vision myself becoming. You see, before I was allowing people to come in my life uh, for business opportunities or for, and like I said, it was it's not like it's a bad thing, but I allowed too many different opportunities to come up in my life that took too much time away from me and I was no longer getting my eight hours. I was getting more like 30 minutes to myself a day. It took me off my ritual. You got to ask yourself, what's taking you off your ritual? Okay. I wrote down the butterfly effect uh, gets damaged, right? When you don't allow the process to flow or you don't let pain happen in your life. You see, if I would have never learned this, uh, one day I do vision myself becoming a lot more wealthier than what I am now, a lot more smarter, a lot more connected, and a lot more as an in, um, a motivational influencer to the world, right? A bigger coach, a, known, a, a more known person. I look at this as a life lesson. I'm happy it happened now and didn't happen when I had millions of dollars or um, I had uh, 30 employees because now that I learned this here on a smaller stage, as I continue to grow, I know that I'm saying no to things that are going to take time for me. And I call it the butterfly effect because it's like watching a caterpillar transform into a butterfly and you try to rush that process. Sometimes we get in the process, I mean, you get in, into the bad habit of trying to rush things, trying to rush out of things. Feel what you're going through. Why do you feel the way you feel? Truly, what is making you feel this way? It may be the simple fact you're living in the same house or you're roommates with people, um, with people who you disagree with, who make you feel uncomfortable. It may be the simple fact of you have to go into work every day somewhere you don't want to work, right? You may be dating somebody who you're no longer in love with, right? You may be hanging out with people who you no longer should be hanging out with. What's messing up your ritual? You may be spending more time on social media than you should, right? There's something that's taking you off your rhythm. What's taking you off your rhythm, right? Think about it. Um, Basically, the main, the, the, the main way to maintain these nasty rituals that we go through, um, nasty rituals is meeting these nasty upside down things that we don't want to happen in our life, these nasty moods, these last nasty days that we wake up and we don't have no inspiration, no motivation, don't want to grow. Not, we don't want to do anything. We feel down. We feel out. We're more negative than we should be. The best way to stop these is to be able to stick to your ritual. What makes you feel good, right? What makes you feel good? You know, you probably used to taking, you know, one of the things I love is taking like a neighborhood walk throughout uh, three, four times a week. I can't do that in Jersey when it's 10 degrees outside. I can't do that in New York when it's 10 degrees outside. 
right? So in my imagination, I'm like, one thing that's fucking my rhythm up is being able to go out all year round. So I need to live somewhere where the sun is out all year round, right? I was allowing people to get around me to the point where people were taking more time for me. I didn't have time to cook my food. I didn't have time to shop for my food. I didn't have time to work out. I didn't have time to educate myself. Oh my God, they took all my rhythms away. They took my rhythm away. They took my rhythm away. So I had to sacrifice money, relationships, to be able to get my rhythm back. And that's what you got to do, man. Get your damn rhythm back. So I'm trying to join my cup of coffee, right? Um, which is a part of my ritual. I'm trying to join my cup of coffee this morning while doing this podcast while having a client in 25 minutes. But we got to figure out what's stopping you from being able to flow the way you want to flow. What's getting in your way? What's going on? We got to be honest. We got to be honest. I want you to write down, when you, get a, when you get a chance, I want you to sit yourself down and write down things that you must do, right? Things that you must do each day to keep you positive, to keep you motivated, to keep you happy, to keep you on your rhythm. And then I want you to write down how much time do you think you need a day to be able to do these things? Let's say you set four hours, okay? Let's say you set four hours. You go to sleep for eight, right? You go to work for eight. Now you got eight hours remaining. And somebody invites you out to dinner at six, but you're going to be out from six to 10. So that's four hours you're going to be out with your friends. But you got to think about the transportation to get there. You got to think about the time getting ready. You got to think about the, like, um, you got the preparation behind it. That's going to take two hours. So now that only leaves you with what? It leaves you with less than four hours, right? You need to sit down with yourself and understand. Um, you just said you needed about five hours of work for yourself, but now you're under four hours of work because now you went to work, you slept last night, and you're going out with your friends, and that's taking six hours of your time, two hours for transportation, and it's taking four hours of your time, right? So you should be left with around two hours. Are you going to say yes? Are you scared to say no? Because if you say no, you know how your friend's going to react. That's where that's the way the true test comes in at. You need, to, you need to start practicing these things, man. You need to start practicing these things, you know? What I'll do in this situation is I'll go, but I'm not putting two hours of preparation in, right? I'm only given 30 minutes of getting dressed and showering, right? So that means, what does that mean? I'm so on to this stuff and understanding the importance of time where I have like 10 pair of black jeans in my in my closet and like 30 simple shirts with black shoes. I can get dressed in like literally six minutes. I don't put energy in behind getting dressed. I don't put conscious energy. I'm not trying to impress nobody. I'm not trying to dress to impress. I'm just not. I'm just keeping it real with you. I have a girl. I don't need to, I don't need a girlfriend. I don't need I don't care what girls think. I don't need to impress no guys. Because it's gonna take time. I don't go to the mall and try clothes on. I just don't do that. 
I don't go to the mall, try clothes on. I don't, I don't, I don't put clothes next to each other and see if they match. I'm not a fashionable dude. I'm just not because it takes too much damn mental energy to do that. I'd rather put that mental energy on how to continue to grow my business. That's just my opinion. Everybody's different. Everybody got different goals. So I'll get prepared in 30 minutes. And when I get there, I'm only spending two hours. That's it. So that's two hours and 30 minutes out of my eight hours. That means I got a good, what, five hours and 30 minutes to myself. That's still a bad day. But I'm sacrificing a little bit of time to keep my friendship. And then I'm getting right back to work. So this is just my ritual. This is how I do my thing, right? This is how I'm able to run a gym. I'm able to run a business online. This is how I'm able to do podcasts, YouTube videos. This is how I'm able to do blogs. This is how I'm able to build my website. This is how I'm able to uh, manage uh, my girlfriend's acting career. This is how I'm able to do all that because I don't play with my time. But guess what? I allowed people in to take me off my rhythm. And I wasn't getting none of these things done the way I wanted to. So what does that mean? I was depressed. I was sad. I want you to think about what took you off your rhythm. What's taking you off your rhythm? Who's in your life that may be taking you off your rhythm? And listen, it doesn't mean that these people are bad. No, I had some beautiful souls in my life. But I was just giving too much time and energy to it. And it's not personal. I just had to take care of myself. It's impossible to love somebody else when you can't love yourself. I, you got to take care of I first. Then you can take care of we, the people around you that's close to you. Then you can take care of all, the universe, the, the public, more than three people. Until you take care of I, you can't take care of we and all. So I couldn't take care of myself. Right, because I'm giving all my time and energy to we, and I had no energy to make podcasts for all. You get me? So, this podcast is about trying to figure out what is taking you off your rhythm, and whatever's taking you off your rhythm is what's causing you to feel down, out, depressed, sad, moody, unmotivated. Because your rhythm is all fucked up. One day your rhythm's going good, one day your rhythm's going bad. Are you spending too much time on Instagram? If you have an iPhone, um, I think every Sunday you get an update letting you know how much time you spent on sh- the screen. Are you just thinking about Instagram all day? On Instagram all day? What are you doing? What are you doing with your time? When's the last time you invested into some type of education? To help you get to the next step in your career. And what I mean is, you can be in advertising. You can be in an artist. You can be a coach like myself. When's the last time you spent money on someone who knows what you want to know and can teach you? When's the last time you invested into yourself? There's a nice saying, saying that people don't pay attention until they pay Studies show if you, besides offering something for free to somebody, if you offer it for 97 cents or 99 cents, they're more likely to follow through because they paid for it. Same thing goes with education. If you're paying for school out of your pocket, not mommy and daddy's pocket, your pocket, 
You pay attention because that's your money. When's the last time you paid for something as far as educating yourself? Teaching you something you never knew. What's off your rhythm? What time do you go to bed at night? How much water do you drink throughout the day? What kind of food are you putting in your body? Who, what kind of people are around you throughout the day? If they're great people, great. Are they taking too much time from your personal time for you to be able to develop and create? Right? Are you going to bed at 2 in the morning? Right? So, are you moving your body? Even if you're not into lifting weights, you don't have to. Are you just going for walks? Are you moving your body or are you just stagnant all day? What's taking you off your natural rhythm as a human being? And then what's taking you off your rhythm for your dream? And as soon as you get those two connected, you got a beautiful rhythm going for yourself. So, you know, I lost my grandfather last month. Took me off my rhythm. I had a flight in New Jersey. It was raining. It was dark. I was used to waking up in the sun. I couldn't work out. I wasn't I wasn't on my ritual. But I made sure I maintained my main ritual of keeping me sane mentally. I still went to bed at 10 o'clock when I was there. I was still eating organic food. I still ate low carbs. I still did what I was supposed to do to take care of my human body. So the external stresses that came my way, I was ready for them. Then when I got back home, immediately, I that's when I figured out, oh my God, I'm off rhythm with my schedule here because I had so much time on a plane. I had so much time in my hotel to myself. When I came back here, I had no time to myself because I was giving it to people too much. Mm. So that's what woke me up. Get on your rhythm. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you haven't already, please leave a rating on this podcast. Let's help grow this channel. If you're watching me on YouTube, let's put a thumbs up for this video. Subscribe if you haven't already. And leave some comments or you can email me at begreatwithnate at gmail.com. Any concerns or questions you may have. Peace.